Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. You've never looked more like the dude from Back to the Future than today, Dallas. What's up with that? Who are you talking about? I mean, I've never. You talking about Doc? Yeah. Well, you've never what? You've never seen. You've never seen me with my hair down, have you, Jared? I mean, it's. I don't know that this is down. It's more like up and out and back. <laughs> it's doing something. <laughs> this is how it like the Home Alone guy. Like, I'm <laughs> sure you've never gotten hey, that before. No, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, my, my buddy, I mean, dude, I, I, I said this before early, early, early in our, in our, in our relationship. Uh, my buddies, when I was like just out of high school and shit, they used to call me Stern because I look like Daniel Stern from the movie Home Alone. And when he sticks his fucking head through the little doggy door, like, hey. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you got it. I get it. Today's, it's all good, dude. Today's Jake's birthday. Good. What? Yeah, Jake. Oh today's wow, birthday. Feliz cumpleaños, yeah. my friend. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's his birthday. What, what are you gonna do? What are you, what are you gonna hang out? I mean, are you gonna hang out? Like, what do you got? I'm gonna chill at Wrigley Field and watch the Sox smack the Cubs. <laughs> smack them. <laughs> They're gonna uh, get smacked this weekend. I think Patrick well, Wisdom hit a grand slam yesterday. I was like, I don't like that. I don't like them feeling good with the Sox coming into yeah. town. Patty Wise, what was he, three for six? Something like that. Was that I mean, didn't he have two homers or just one homer? I don't know. I, I was in the Uber when uh, we hit the Grand Salami. I appreciated my Uber What are time. you worried about, bro? The Red Sox are back, dude. Whoa. Ooh, they what are, are you? Whoa. It feels like they're back. They've got guys that are back, guys coming back. Guys are coming back. But I, we, didn't say the, we didn't say the B word yet. Oh, no, it was. Oh. I mean, you, you said it a long time ago. No, like I didn't. Just been sh- stringing along these. No, I said they were back. Poor fans. Oh, yeah. Where so, are you geographically right now, Dallas? Geographically, I am in the Pacific Northwest. That's right. Uh, after three tightly contested ball games in the Big Apple, I got on an airplane and. Uh, what the fuck are you laughing at, Jesse? <laughs> 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 And I uh, <clears throat> got on an airplane and flew fucking five hours and 45 minutes worth of America over here to 
Seattle. Oh. How do you like Seattle yeah. as a city? I uh, well, let me. I got to rewind that. Seattle used to be outstanding. I mean, out. Used, I used to love Seattle. Not That's to say downhill. that I still don't really like Seattle, uh, but it's it's. There's some serious. There's some serious San Francisco vibes out here. Oh, heroin. In San Francisco things are. Yeah, things are not great in San Francisco right now. Straight up. Like Homeless people are place. going to Seattle. Why? Well, they've been here in Seattle for a while. Look, I mean, Seattle's the home of the home and the birth of the grunge scene, my friend. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, but I mean, you know, that's that's more music and it's not necessarily, you know, lifestyle. But the folks are now like legitimately living in the streets, you know, like they are. And so it's just but as far as. Like my day, I, I get up in the morning. I go walk around <clears throat> Pike Place Market. Uh, I go. I love to go. Oddly enough, walk through and smell the flowers because it smells fucking beautiful in there. I watch them throw salmon. I eat. <clears throat> I eat these little. Uh, I eat these little cheesecakes right next to this place. Uh, maybe you heard of it. It's, it's called Starbucks. It's the original. No free ads, though. Yeah, they but have it's the original. It's down there. Um. But yeah, like. It's just not, it's not great. I love the park though. Love the park. I feel like, I feel like your take is an outlier take. Joe, you ever been to Seattle before? Uh, no. Yeah, he yeah. loves it. He loves it there, he said. <laughs> He's like, it's a great city. No, Dude, I know all the homeless people there. They're actually really nice people. Though, yeah. So I don't know why you would, but. He's judging a book. Oh, I, 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 said, I said nothing about. You I literally said, said get, get these fucking homeless bums out of Seattle. That's what you said. <laughs> You actually were trying to start a GoFundMe about it. No, there was there's just a yeah. GoFundMe to rent the the fucking uh, the caterpillar that's going to come in there are you and fucking are you scoop done? Scoop up all the homeless people done? and get them out of there. Are, are you done? Be we're, a human. Four and a half minutes in. <laughs> Be a asshole. human. You mentioned New York. I, yeah, I did mention New York. They got some pretty good baseball teams, right? Uh, a couple good baseball teams. Couple good, a couple baseball, really teams. good baseball teams. Yeah. Houston yeah. Astros are seven and two against them this year. Yeah, how about that? How that, about it? That gauntlet, Jared, the gauntlet that we talked about. Which one? There's a couple gauntlets. The one that the Astros were going to go through uh-huh. with the Mets and the Yankees and the Mets and the Yankees again. Yeah, they shit on them. They shit down their neck. Seven and two yeah. in that nine game stretch. Mm-hmm. The Houston Astros. Yeah. Starting well, pitchers. Guess what their ERA was against again in those nine games? Mm, one something. One five two. She yeah. yeah. Well, dude, I mean, come on. Framber Valdez, don't sleep. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be sleeping. I hope nobody's sleeping at this point. No. Dude's a fucking guy. Guy's a dude. Astros. Um <clears throat> did you watch those games closely? Or did you did you tune into those games at all? I might have caught them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean some people are saying that that looks like the ALCS. You know, we've seen that one before. It's a trilogy. We have. We have. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees never win, but it would be an interesting trilogy. They do that in pro wrestling sometimes where it's like, even if it's not 1-1, they'll still do a third one. They just did it just with, uh, I, know, I know you're a huge wrestling fan, Dallas. Uh, they just did it with Cody Rose and Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, well, that Cody match, Rhodes, son of son of Dusty Rhodes. son of legend Dustin Rhodes. Yes, yeah, sure. uh, you you saw that picture that went viral where his pec was just one giant bruise. He uh, tore his pec Dusty off. Rhodes, the, or Cody no, Rhodes? Cody Rhodes. This was like a month ago. He tore no, his pec off the bone, and it was going viral because his entire chest was just one giant bruise. That was the third of Ooh. the trilogy, but he actually won all three. Oh wow. We could, we could be seeing that this October. You could see the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros. Who would you, I mean, the Yankees are having a historic season, but would you consider, I don't even think you'd sound like an idiot for taking the Astros. No, the Astros, I mean, come on, man. Like, why, what would, um, yeah, what would make it such an outlandish statement? Are are you are you saying that the offense just looking at can't the records? I guess like if you're, a, it's not even just like all right, this is a great team what, what, versus a great team. team. Blowing one team is blowing baseball 
out of the water. Right. That's the New York Yankees. They're they're kicking the shit out of. They everybody. might be blowing history and, out of the water. It might not even be you, comparable to the rest of the league. It might be comparable to to every team who's ever played. Well, it's not a might be, Jared. It is right now. As yeah. we sit right now, the way they've been playing baseball. The Yankees have a like seven-game lead on the Astros, who have the second-best record in baseball. Yeah, it's not even – it's it's legitimately not even close right now. you got a team that's going to win 120 fucking games, it feels like. Mm. And that's who the rest of the game is contending with. So w- when things like that happen, like, like the Houston Astros – Right. You're not looking at the best record in baseball. You're not looking at being the best team in the American League. It feels like that's a foregone conclusion. Well, that's from the outside looking in. When you're in the room, you're looking at a seven game lead between you and the best team in baseball thinking, well, we can fucking close that gap. We can be those dudes. We've been those dudes. So that's if you're in the Astros building. But for the New York Yankees right now, there's nobody aside from what the Astros have just done over this nine game span. There's nobody that has really kicked any dust in their face. Joey, I feel like you're an Astro simp. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I've am i cleared Jose Altuve's name mm-hmm. uh, myself, yeah. personally. And ever since then, the Astros ride with me. And I fucking... Um, I like I like the Astros. I think the Astros are probably better than the Yankees. Wow, that's a take. Turn the light on. One hundred. Turn the light what on, is- Joe. Yeah, not even turn the light on, dude. Because guess what? It's not Ooh. that hard of a take. Oh, it's not. it's not a hot take. The Astros have been in the World Series like every year, forever. I don't know how. What is it? Two out of the last three. Uh, three out of the last four or five. Three out of the last remember, five. Like five straight out every yes. year. They have the same team as last year, basically without Correa. But you know they have a little shortstop who's like pretty fucking good, who's replacing him. Back. He's back. Whatever and happened? I, I saw the collision with uh, uh, Pena Yordan. and Jordan, and I know Jordan was carted off. What, what was the update there? Uh, they're still checking, I think, for like concussion symptoms and stuff. Yeah. Well, that just tells you a lot about Carlos Pena. That's not his name. <laughs> i was like mr. what about it? did he say something on lv network <laughs> mr P- hey hey joe do you know his first name <laughs> why don't i fucking uh, i literally just said it first name right i just now. said I it shut up dude. shut up shut up What's his Dude, name, Joe? Pena, his first name. <laughs> Pena, bro. I don't know why I can't fucking remember his first name right now. <laughs> He's a rookie, dude. We haven't seen a lot of him yet. No, He's a rookie. We haven't seen a lot of him yet. We He's got that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's rookie of the year, but... He's gonna have to show me a little more before I start remembering first names. Like, you know, like I know what, his know fucking that. driver's license? Yeah. So you can remember yeah, I mean... Listen, he's a good kid. Great <laughs> player. I know him well. I just don't know his name. Carlos if I'm going to remember. Carlos Pena, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to remember a first name, why can I fucking think? I still can't think of it, dude. Did you, uh, I'm not- did you combine Carlos Correa and blank Pena, or did you, did you mistake him for yeah. Carlos Pena, former Tampa Bay Rays first baseman? I did not. Or I did not mistake him. I did not mistake him for Carlos Pena. I, yeah, Carlos Correa. That probably is what happened. But I still can't fucking remember his fucking name. This is really bad. But who cares? Dude? <laughs> I was about to say, future. It doesn't matter what is. He's my rookie of the year. Yeah. And here's another thing. Big Pena. He ran full speed into fucking Jordan Alvarez. A mountain of a man. And came up on top. Jordan was fucking hurt. Mister mm-hmm. Pena, <laughs> I mean, give him <laughs> for that alone. You might think it's a name you might need to learn soon. That's just what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't fuck with him. Would you? Would you say that Mister Pena is on his way to being a household name? <laughs> He's got some work to do, but yeah, I mean, you know, in a year or two, yeah, could be a household name. Right <laughs> People are gonna be knowing that name across the across the whole league. Oh. 
Man, that is fucking gold. <laughs> Mr. Pena. Uh, I mean, that's probably gonna stick now. Like, I want a Mr. Oh Pena yeah, it's Mr. Pena from here on out. Like, we, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, when the A's when the A's play the Astros, it's going to be Mr. Pena. It's not. I'm not even using his first name. No. <laughs> not even using his first name at all. Yeah. Because uh, Mr. Pena, two for three tonight. Couple knocks, yeah. <laughs> steak, and Mr. Pena from the hole. What a throw! <laughs> Isn't that a better name anyway? Because if he's Mr. Pena, he's the most known Pena. There's been a thousand Penas, <laughs> right? You know, you call him his fucking real name. You know, there's only one. Yeah, there's the, the 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 Penas are plentiful, but th- this is way this. I mean, they have first names, but whatever. You know That's what? Fine. I remember his first name now. I just remembered it. So, and I'm not going to say it because I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> Is it now? What's his name? We believe you. It's Jeremy Pena. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Jeremy Pena. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It took a minute, but <laughs> you got there. You got there. I'm a big fan of him, Adam. And I always ride with the Astros. And I was saying <laughs> I'm I've been on the Astros. I. I was picking the Astros. I mean, I'm like, everyone's picking the Astros. It's not like a hot take to think the Astros are going to win the World Series or that they're better than the Yankees. It's no, not the, at all. What, the conversation in the American League right now, in my opinion, is about who's going to win the American League Central because from there, that's where we draw out the wild card picture. That's where the playoff picture kind of unfolds. Is that, is that fair? That's fair. We already know who's winning the other divisions. Well, that's that's kind of my point is like we, we've got the AL East spoken for. Check that. Do we? We've got that. I feel like we probably do. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Feel like we do. Says who? Who's speaking? Uh, me. Me. I okay. feel I feel that way. I okay. mean, look, and you're on the West Coast. You don't know shit. You're right. What You're goes right. out in the East Coast? I know. I, I know. Well, look, I do know this, Jared, and it's been proven that the unbeatable tandem of of off days Chris Sale and off day Alex Cora that that has been set. I don't know what about Alex Cora saying that in 2018 has made you use that line for the next four years. What? 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 It's not what. It's not him. He had built-in off days in 2018, coming off an injury, and he's been referring to these built-in off days for four years. It's it's four years. He's made reference to built-in off days. It's the way that you and he's in in the way that he says it, Joe, is like it's like a dig at Chris Sale and Alex Cora. No, not a dig on either of those guys. You know, you got the the built-in off days. Like, literally, this was something that happened in the second half of 2018. It might not even... It it was, like, late. Like, he was coming back from injury. And whatever it was about the concept of built-in off days for Chris Sale has has enraged... Everyone to know was the most genius... Dallas. The most genius. No, no. It was Dallas, Jared who won the World Series sure that year? Who won the fucking World the Series? Movie. And it was a, it was just unfortunate that Chris Sale got hurt. The off days weren't necessarily built no, in. No, 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 no. The built-in off days were sucked. after he got hurt. It's okay. He's like on a two-year built-in off day. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. For Joey to be able to deduce that here in a well, brief moment almost makes it feel like that's, he understands. That's true. Wow. He's oh, he's had he's had some time to think about it. Thinking an off year. Yeah, and by the way, he looks yeah, amazing. Here. He was just fucking dealing double A Portland, just carving that ass. Well, that's dude. That's what's uh, like. I, in, if we're if we're being serious, like. Think about what getting a dude like that back does, especially for a team like the Red Sox. You feel like, hey, offense is going. You know, we could really use a shot in the arm, if you will. And was that a was that a Vax joke? (laughs) Oh no, not at all. No, no shot in the arm because he's a pitcher. And you need an arm. Well, he's like not that, vaccinated. You know. I thought you were making a vax joke, oh, and that's classic. No, I don't. I I'm not up on I'm not up on players' vaccination status. All right, well, it's like a personal know. choice, Dallas. 
well, I, hey, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, um. Yeah. So that's 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 where I'm at. No. Yeah. Real clever. What's gonna happen when you guys play Toronto in the playoffs? Probably win sweep. Without Chris Sale, without Mister, who else is it? Hawk, 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 and Jaron Duran. Jaron Duran. He's got three. No, not anymore. Maybe that's a little breaking news. I don't know. Oh, you just let you just let somebody's cat out of the bag. I don't know. Are you are you speaking are you speaking on other people's vaccination status? No, I didn't say anything. Are you, are you sure? Because it sounds like I didn't sounds say. Sounds like what you just. Uh, I didn't is, say shit. Has there been a, has Joey check the uh, Boston Red Sox transactions, please? What do you mean? Oh, what a trade? Mean, mean? No. Someone gets sent down. I don't know. It I don't think anyone like got sent down. Been. No. Oh well, you you just you just removed a player from the equation there. We're mm-hmm. talking about three now. We're talking about two. Yeah. Well, Chris Sale is trending right now. Well, yeah, because he's dealing yesterday. They're saying setback. No, there's no setback. Built-in off month. <laughs> Built-in off six months. Built-in surgery. Tommy John. He already got Tommy John. He's he's getting it again, dude. He's getting it again, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll, I guess okay, we'll I see. I can't find anything on Duran. Mm. But the yes, word on the street is that Duran is, I guess, what getting kicked off the team, getting sent down. What happened? I didn't say anything. About you're gonna break if you're gonna break news, break news. I didn't. I didn't break. I didn't. I didn't turn the light on above my head. Sounded like you were. Sounded like you were going down an avenue. No. You did use the word breaking news, the phrase breaking news. I, uh, I sneezed. Okay. Just making sure. They're trading him for Soto. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. Do you want to talk about that? I, I know everyone's probably waiting to hear a reaction to the Freddie Freeman saga, and it's a big motherfucker, but I, I would like to talk about the Juan Soto extension rumors for a second. Uh, What? Coming correct and re-upping it? What they re-up the offer? 75 mil? Yeah, they added an extra 75 mil when they offered, what, 350? Mm-hmm. So now Jesus it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> 425. That's good math, Joe. I mean, that's in my that's a ridiculous number, but am I crazy to say like that's not enough? Um from the maybe, nationals but, it's not enough. Yeah, from the nationals it's not. Oh. I mean I don't know, man. Like, oh god, because what are we talking? What were thirteen years? Thirteen for four twenty-five. The other thing that people aren't talking about is that Juan Soto sucks. Well, <laughs> what I was gonna say is he's hitting two twenty-four. What, you, what you're seeing right now, batting average is the stat. Is what the most important statistic is batting average. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> what I would, what, yeah, like, do, do you think, and when I say do you, do the evaluators of Juan Soto, who know him, you know, as good, if uh, not better than anybody in baseball, do they believe that what you're seeing this season compared to every other season he's had is like, is an outlier? And do they understand, do, do you know why, you know, uh, is it, is it a mechanical struggle that he's just kind of working through? Um, is what you're seeing something that's a, a cause for concern for you? Because <clears throat> we're talking about a guy hitting almost, and to your point, Jared, it's not a huge deal, but when a guy is now hitting almost a hundred points below what he typically hits like you know 70 to 100 points okay well you know let's take a look what's going on here and that would be that would be the evaluation is this an outlier if so because what the kid has done is is ridiculous and i don't know that he's still or i yeah i don't know that he still hasn't 
we haven't seen the best of Juan Soto. It doesn't feel like either. I mean, put it this way. When this dude gets. When he was 21 years old, he led the league in batting on base, slug, OPS, and OPS plus. He was 21. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and, and the idea that the approach matures, uh, he's only going to get more comfortable with his strike zone. And what what happens is, <clears throat> think about a a guy who, like, say a pitcher. Well, no, I wanna, I'll, I'll use the hitter for example. A guy who swings at a lot of pitches in a large area. And as you become more mature in the game, that circle or that 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 spray that area that you're offering at pitches that gets tighter and you get a better feel for the strike zone <clears throat> and that's typically how that goes over the course of your career that area gets tighter and tighter until you know that like I'm barreling balls in this area right here over this zone and like this is just it's not going to go well for you if you miss here and for Juan Soto it feels like that happened early at the lower levels and he's now at the big league level starting to widen his tone back out, meaning he got a handle on what pitches he doesn't need to offer at at all. Stay away from those. And because he's so good at getting the bat to the ball now, it's OK, I can cover here and put this type of swing on a pitch up and out of the zone. I can expand my zone here if I've got men on base and I'm just not going to get shit to hit. Maybe I'm a little more comfortable with expanding out. And so. Maybe in an adjustment period, those are some reasons why you're seeing a guy like Juan Soto not put the bat on the ball the way that you're you're used to him doing so. But I mean, like the the dude as we sit this season right now has more walks than strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, he leads the league in walks. I mean, so uh, the the discipline, like that's that's there. Like maybe it's just bad luck. I mean, I haven't dove into Juan Soto right now. I mean, I, I got to believe that his OPS is somewhere around what eight fifty? No, eight twelve. Oh, yeah. He's got a one thirty five OPS plus, and this is like him being shit. So yeah, I was gonna say this is him. This is a down year, like a, a outlier season. I want to see him start grabbing his nuts again. Once he does that, bring back the Soto shuffle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said does still does the Soto shuffle. He just doesn't nut grab and stare him in his face. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you gotta let a motherfucker know. If you've made it this far as Juan Soto, do you see this through and just go to free agency to see what else is out there? Um, that is purely a decision made on like your. <clears throat> prioritizing winning and and dollars and you're trying to find the the medium between those two like and, and look this is i'm speaking out of turn anytime you start to speak about what a guy should take monetarily and what decision a guy should make when it comes to going to a competitive team but that's what these guys are trying to figure out and that's the decision that lies within is all right is there a number after a certain point that I'm just comfortable with getting? And from there, it's about what the future of that team looks like. What does this organization look like? What does their prospect list look like? Who do they have coming? Are they talking to me and, and telling me that they're willing to make moves and, and you know maybe get better in some areas if I'm willing to, to make a deal here? Because maybe me making a deal here means we're okay with backloading this thing, which means we can make moves right now. And based on the way this team looks, like I just said, organizationally, this might be the best place for me to go. Cause I'm cool with the, I'm cool with 385 in this place because they're a little more competitive than the team that's offering me 450. And it just sounded like they're a little more willing to, do, you know, I mean, we're talking about a huge gap in money, 385 to $450 million. That's a lot of fucking money left on the table between those two, but I'm not that dude making the decision. Yeah, he signed a Boris. Isn't that like the point of having Boris as an agent going to free agency? Uh, the point to having Boris as an agent is twofold. To be able to <clears throat> utilize uh, as much leverage as possible. And that leads to to getting you as much as you believe you are worth. Yeah, did they ever sign before free agency? 
I mean, I don't know yes. all his clients, Weave. but it always no. seems. Weave. They're, 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 and, uh, what's that? Weave did it as a Boris guy. Mm-hmm. And Xander did it. Yeah, well, like, and Weaver, Weaver said he was like, "Yeah, like I'm, I'm staying here. Like I, I want to be home. Like let's, let's get it done." It was a no brainer for him. Bro, and Soto's not a free agent for another three years. It's like yeah. a long time to wait when you got that much money offered to you. Did he sign some sort of other like mini extension? He's been in the league for five years. How the fuck does he still have three left? Juan Soto is making what? How much is he making? He's making fucking. Yeah, he's not a free agent until twenty five, so he's got uh, got two more years of arbitration. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so he's gonna he play out twenty three and twenty four. Seven, seven, seventeen million. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna play seven years with the Nats. Yeah, I, 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 I see, <clears throat> I see no reason why you don't turn Juan Soto into a franchise cornerstone. Sure, that's what they're fucking trying to do. They're trying the hardest. It's yeah. just what the man wants. Give the man what he wants. Send him to Oakland, bro. Yeah. Show him yeah. what a real team looks like. Well, you know what, Joey? That's a great segue into this small little announcement I'd like to make because shout out to the Oakland A's fans out there because there are A's fans who listen to us. And I want to thank you, A's fans. I want to thank you for hanging in there because the BCDC vote that just went down yesterday, uh, that's an acronym for some important shit. Hell's bells, am I right? Uh, yes, yes, uh, the 87 tour. Um but uh, the vote passed that moves the Howard Terminal ballpark and affordable housing project in Oakland, California forward. By no means does that mean the ballpark is getting built. But what that does mean is we are a hell of a lot closer than we've ever been in the history of the organization to having a new ballpark in Oakland, California. Wow. And it is with the blood, sweat, and many, many tears behind <clears throat> a lot of folks to get this vote passed. Who the and fuck is a lot bleeding of- getting a vote passed? Buddy, it's Oakland. That's true. Um, Are there, I've heard actually some rumors that they might be calling it Dallas Braden Stadium. That's completely false. I've heard those rumors. <laughs> it's going to be Dallas Braden Field. Yeah, no, that is that is uh, I that's, you know, one thing I, I hope they I hope it would remain Ricky Henderson field like wherever they plop this fucking thing down. Like at Howard Terminal, I hope it's Ricky Henderson field at Howard. All Terminal. right, we'll meet you in the middle. But yeah. Braden bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Joe. I'll, I'll, I'll I can I'll, we can push for that. Yeah, we can so, push section 209 we- just has a gigantic Dallas like statue. That'd be amazing. <laughs> If you if you don't think that there's not something in the works there, all already section already. section two hundred nine. Wow! Come on, yeah, like, oh yeah, there's going to be some amenities because remember, there's some things you can get away with in California that you can't get away with in other states. Uh, mm. At the Coliseum, smoking a big pack in the Coliseum. Yeah. Whoa! I saw a TikTok of these guys that were in like one of the suites. In the Coliseum, just rolling blunts, fucking hot boxes, sweet. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. those those boxes, those boxes see it all. They see it all. But yes, so a quick shout out to all the fans out there who have uh, been following along anxiously. Um, I gave these guys some love on the broadcast, and I'll do it again here. A uh, guy named Brody Brazil and a guy named Casey Pratt, uh, two guys to follow on Twitter. If you're just even mildly interested and you want to check in on like, oh, yeah, I wonder what the fuck's going on with that old ballpark situation out in Oakland. Like, those are two dudes uh, to follow that have done a great job of just keeping the fans informed and updated. So um, I, I know with without their hard work, a lot of fans would kind of just be 
left in the dark or, or you know, just kind of hearing rumblings. So it was a big day in Oakland. It was a big day in uh, the lives of lifelong Oakland A's fans. Mm. I mean, what if they move? What are people going to do? Like the Giants? Like, what the fuck? Um, unfortunately, Joey, yeah, that's kind of how that shit goes. Like, mm. I, I think that they would just like the Giants. Or I think that I they guess would just not- go to the Giants games and whatever but uh, i mean like straight up like a lot of fans <clears throat> a lot of fans of the las vegas raiders are commuter fans fans that if you go on the right day you jump on the right southwest flight it's nothing but raider fans headed to vegas damn that's a lot of commitment it is it is that's and why think about what so you good. would do i feel like if if you were living in Oakland as an Oakland A's fan, I think when the team would first move, you'd be like, those those are the players that I like. So I'll fall, I guess I'll follow that group to the city that they relocate to. But then once that group dissipates, then you're like, uh, it's more convenient to go be a Giants fan. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's it's a tough spot for fans. I can I mean shit. Like my you're, great you're right. grandfather like, was a Braves fan. Like he was an Atlanta Braves fan because he was a Boston Braves fan. Yeah, like we see, would just like fucking, got, I would be like, you know, eight years old sitting there watching baseball with him, trying to figure out why the fuck he was a Braves fan. Like, I don't get it. I was like, we like the Red Sox. Why does fucking grandpa like the Braves? And I just couldn't figure out the concept. Oh, he's been alive for like a thousand years. So he was a Boston Braves fan and then followed them to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And that's we have we have a lot of A's fans. We have a lot of like <clears throat> third, fourth generation fans that are like, yo, my grandpa was a fan, you know, great grandpa, great great grandpa was a fan of the Philadelphia A's, Kansas City. Like, like they he saw Connie Mack. He said it's like Jesus Christ. Like you're talking to a, like a fucking human time machine. Yeah. And and there's not many of those fans around. And so that's why, like, anytime they stop and talk, they like, because you do, you'll see fans like rocking old, like, Philadelphia A's sweaters. And you're just like, where the fuck did you get that? Right. It's like, oh, it's an original. Like, well, what? <laughs> it's like a thousand years old. You're just rocking this, like, thousand year old relic to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. With my personalized green and gold Converse, you know? <laughs> they have, like, weed leaves drawn on the toes. <clears throat> like, just a, just a solid, solid group of people who had a good day yesterday. So good shout out to the A's fans. We got to get to this Freddie Freeman story. But first, it's time to step up to the plate with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any game and w- uh, get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday this baseball season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Show your support. For those who serve this Independence Day, by opting in, our DraftKings serves July 4th same game parlay uh, boosted promotion. DraftKings will match every dollar bet up to $50,000. That's a lot of money. DraftKings will match every dollar bet up to $50,000 to fund the Tech for Heroes program, which supports tech training and career mentorship for veterans. Support our troops and opt into the promotion on Monday, July 4th by entering at DraftKings.com slash serves. <clears throat> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can make any, any $5 MLB bet and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That is promo code Jared only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Uh, all right. So this Freddie Freeman shit. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it seems to be developing by the hour um, in terms of the who's who and the what's what. Before, before we get into it, you're right. It does. But before we get into it, can we all just... Can we all just step back? Because this was filled with so much like, what, what, out of nowhere. It's what? like it's like the like, horror movie where it's like you 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 suspect that this is the bad guy. 
And then they have a moment where it's like, oh, my God, he is the bad guy. And then the bad guy reveals himself. And they're like, oh, my God, no, it's that. That's the bad guy. But then the guy that you suspected was also the bad guy. That's pretty much what's going on here. Well, there, I mean, there's, well, well, first, what I was kind of getting at it, too, is um, Doug Gottlieb. Mm-hmm. Like, his tweet is what set this thing off. Not, not, not this thing. But his tweet, it was his tweet that everybody felt comfortable enough and compelled. Enough. I mean, I quote tweeted it and was like, and, and said what I said, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you think like that's a that's a different level of arrogant to think that you're going to be able to pull that off with a guy like Freddie in a place like Atlanta. But my point is, like, nobody else got that fire started. Nobody else was like getting it stoked. Why? Why was Doc? Doug Gottlieb's like just statement basically the one that people were like all right now it's go time we'll use that because, I mean what are you gonna fit in what were you, I, I did I no you no good good I mean the fucking tweet it was a I don't know what the fuck the tweet is crazy no one <laughs> else is saying this shit and like the ways I'll read the tweet Casey Close never told Freddie Freeman about the Braves' final offer. That is why Freddie Freeman fired him. He found out in Atlanta this weekend. Close knew Freddie would have taken the Atlanta deal. He just says that. No sources. Right. Nothing. He just drops it. It's like nothing. It's a fucking insane thing to just tweet. (laughs) Nothing. That is a crazy accusation. (laughs) Nothing to support it. Nothing. But my point is people were just like, what like okay yeah i think people were kind of looking for a reason to side with freddie here absolutely i mean dude trust me because okay i i know how shady the agent business is i know how shit goes i know how shit goes and uh and when i when i say this this is in no way in reference to casey close or excel sports this is not referencing them at all. So let's just make sure that that's understood. But in the agent world, when you have control to a certain extent over a certain portion of the market, meaning you represent X amount of starting pitchers and you're talking to these certain teams, like you can start to see how, and Boris is a great example. You can start to see how certain guys would be able to manipulate the market per se. And then imagine having relationships, close relationships with multiple of those guys. But then also finding out that if you can get this guy to land here and get this guy to land here, that gets both of them the money they're looking for. Maybe not checking all of the boxes, but that definitely gets you some of the money that you're looking for. And it also opens up a door for this other guy that you represent. Like, so there's a lot of wheels that are turning when these agents sit down to talk to these organizations and they sit down to talk to these players about what the future looks like. So I couldn't imagine, Jared, not for a minute, I couldn't imagine an agent thinking that they would be able to just withhold a legitimate offer that had been extended to a player and have that player never find out about especially in this situation. I find so, it I find it extremely odd and unlikely that you wouldn't have Alex Anthopoulos picking up the phone of any player that you've ever had for any team he's ever worked for. Reach free agency, Freddie Freeman with the Atlanta Braves that you don't pick up the phone and call him directly to make sure hey Freddie, just making sure that you saw this. Uh, this is our best and final offer. Uh, we'll, we hope that we can work something out here. But at the end of the day, uh, I think Freddie wanted that sixth year. That was what we were talking about before the lockout. Then after the lockout, it was like, all right, what? who's going to be the team that gives Freddie that sixth year? That's, that's how you get him. And then the Braves were reportedly willing to go to six years. And look who ended up with Freddie Freeman. It was the Dodgers. So, or did I say the Braves? I meant the Dodgers. Um, yeah. So that that's really what it came down to, I think, is that 
one team was willing to go six. It wasn't the Braves. Uh, we don't know right now, like what Doug Gottlieb heard in terms of what was the Braves' best offer. It probably wasn't six years. And I think that that sixth year is well, ultimately so, would put him in L.A. So the conversation, though, is, all right, well, the money that was offered, it kind of works out where what he would be taking a hit on as far as deferment and taxes, uh, he would have had in Atlanta minus that extra year. So basically what he has is the same amount of money with just an extra year in Los Isn't Angeles. That, that seems weird. Why? And, and so that's what, like, I mean, look, dude. This is an organization that it feels like, you know, sent out the the bat signal. They're like, all right, hey, Freddie is down and out in a fucking snowstorm. We need to fucking call the Paw Patrol, get Chipper on an ATV and go save a motherfucker. Right. He saved his fucking life and he didn't take his fucking advice when it mattered because fucking Chipper was talking shit about the Casey Close since April. He Chipper said, fuck Casey Close. He's well, so, so this is where, like, like this. <laughs> this and is Chipper where was right, is. dude. And this is why this tweet is like blew up so much. Is because everyone was blaming the agent already. No one even knew who he was. Right. The real like fans didn't know who he was, and then this tweet just confirms it. And Freddie fucking didn't he fire him? Is that that's true, right? Yeah. That he's yes. like pretty much. He went back to Atlanta, fired his agent immediately. And he started off his statement about firing his agent by saying, so I went back to Atlanta. It was a very emotional time for me and my family, and I've made the decision to fire my agent. So it kind of, like that's what gives credence to the Gottlieb report, is that Freddie Freeman, in his own statement about firing his agent, the first line, like, let me see if I can find it right now, because it that, like that's why I think so many people take what what Doug Gottlieb said on face value um, was that why well, but I, I do I think a lot of it has to do with wanting to blame somebody because everybody looks at it and everybody has felt the same way everybody like the minute you saw Freddie and Dodger blue the Here, hold on, here's a statement here's like, a statement it just it never felt right this is this is Freddie Freeman's statement this is after firing his agent from June 28th Last weekend in Atlanta was a very emotional time for me and my family. I'm working through some issues with my longtime agents at Excel. My representation remains a fluid situation and I'll update if needed. <clears throat> Why would you start your statement about firing your agent with last weekend in Atlanta was a very emotional time for me and my family? If the situation of why you're firing your agent wasn't that he fucked up going back to Atlanta. So and and this was the other thing that has has been you know has been being kicked around is is there any thought that an organization like what's what's more likely when we think about this and I I ask you as you listen to this baseball fans remember remember the COVID shortened season and why we only played sixty games remember the lockout that we just went through okay. It wasn't a holdout. It wasn't a strike. It was a lockout. Remember that when I asked you what you think is more likely. An agent who represents multiple high-profile clients has done so for a very long time and desires to continue to do so. Would you believe that that individual would risk his professional livelihood, his, his career, and withhold something of that magnitude from a client, player? Or would an organization be inclined to kind of muddy the water maybe create a narrative when freddie's in town as sort of like a, hey man how, how you doing like things are good you your ring we love you man it's been great yeah no we would have loved to yeah we're just surprised that you didn't 
you didn't, you know, didn't come back around after that final. That, oh, what? Final. Oh, yeah. No. Hey, Freddie, let's well, be real, man. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, just kind of like planting little seeds here. Like, and I'm not saying that that's what happened, but this Sounds is like you are, dude. That's kind of what, what you're saying. Happened, Sounds like you are. And listen, man, it's, it's an organization as prestigious as the Atlanta Braves. You know, you were in the organization yourself. <laughs> they play the game the fucking right way, dude. They don't fucking do shit like that. Look at the eye black. It comes to the eye black. Yeah, well, that's that's the. I mean, that right there, Joey. That's an indictment. Like for you know, an organization that likes to control the narrative. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, that's not me saying it. That's Ronald Acuna telling you how things were things were going down. Well, and here, Freddie told you that you know he's 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 learning it from other places, and he's just kind of doing what he thought he's got to do. So, so that's an organization showing you that they like to control the narrative. Again, I'm asking you what you think is more likely: a profession in which integrity and trust is of the utmost importance between client and representative. Do you think that guy is willing to shoot himself in the foot over this one deal? Because what you ultimately like, because straight up, if you're a client of Casey Close, what's the move? You get on the phone, you call that dude. Like, what do we got? Well, there's also the situation of where there's smoke, there's fire, because uh, Trevor Story also did the same thing. What fired Casey Close? Yes. This was this was a while ago. I mean, this was not a while as in like like a month or two ago. Um, But the, the rumor there was that the Texas Rangers had made Story an offer to play shortstop, and it ended up being the same money that he got from the Red Sox, but um, it was more along the lines of like the Rangers offered whatever it was, 6-140, come here, play shortstop, and then they were like, nah, we're, we're going to keep looking, and then they're like, all right, fuck you, then they signed Seager and, and Simeon, and then all the, the shortstop options dried up and he's left with, uh, all right, I guess I'll go to the Red Sox and play second base when he preferred to play shortstop. Then that's not to say that he doesn't. And that was the same agent? I believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so, to, like, well, here's my point. And this is just, you know who represents Seager and Marcus Simeon, right? Uh, Boris. Mm-hmm. So when I told you that a guy who represents multiple guys in similar positions can control the landscape i mean i, I don't want to say that trevor story was kind of locked out of boston but when you got a guy like boris yeah putting excel sports management field worth half a billion dollars what's that it was excel sports management yes for story but couldn't it have been a different agent like is he the only agent yes. there yes and that, well, yes and that's the other point is and so uh Folks have been coming out, I don't want to say, yeah, I get, you know, in, in, in defense and just kind of, you know, giving character statements, which I, I appreciate because, yeah, like it's, it's, it's nice when somebody that has gone to bat for you is in a tough spot and, and you can go to bat for them. Like Jerry Blevins, uh, he tweeted out yesterday, I think, for what it's worth, I've been with Excel since their formation. My baseball agent. Bobby Barrett is family. During my arbitration, they put in more value and work for me to win than their percentage of my gain was worth. It was an argument based on principle and care for me. I'm still with Excel. So to your point, Joey, that is a statement regarding the relationship he has with his baseball agent, Bobby Barrett, who is a part of yeah. Excel, Excel Sports. But he's, so going, he's, he's going to bat for Excel. Like it's a different thing. It's a specific guy who's getting the fucking heat. So, so here's right the now. here's the. There's statement. been others, but Derek Jeter came out. Other people have been defending Casey close, mm-hmm. and but Dallas, what you're going back, what you were kind of hinting at, which could be possible, is that you think the Braves maybe kind of planted this story. I don't want to say planted the story. I, I'm saying like you can create a narrative that makes it unclear whether or not you were getting all of the information from your guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason that that can happen is because of how revered the organization is in Freddie's heart, what the Atlanta Braves mean to Freddie. So it's not just any old team making a statement. 
And it's not just any old GM making a statement. It's a guy who has made you a part of this organization for a long time. It's an organization. It's the one you've known, the only one you've known. And you're willing to listen to, like, why would they lie to you? Why would they, why would they deceive me? Like, those are the thoughts. Yeah. So, so now if you're Freddie Freeman, think about it. You're in a spot where you're like, I've got two groups of people, my agency group and this organization who are supposed to want nothing but the best for me. And I'm in a place right now where I don't know the truth. That's fucked up. Like, and, and whether we like it or not, it feels like both sides can kind of play the, uh, well, if you don't really know, and it's not really clear that I'm not in a hurry to make sure you fully understand, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. And, and I would like to think that, that, he and his agent can have the conversation and be like, yeah, what the fuck, man? Like what happened? Like, what was the final offer? Did I have all of the numbers? Did I have everything? What do you got? And it's like, it gets to a point where it's almost like, let me write that down. Okay. And then he calls somebody in Atlanta, double a, well, it's, it's, it's 2022. Like there has to be receipts of all this. It's like, if, if there was a final offer that I wasn't privy to, someone has to be able to prove that that offer was made or was never made. If one side's claiming, yeah, we never got that or we never made that offer, there has to be a way to prove that. Yeah, Someone's and also that no, the, a number they offered him, there was like a public number that was been out forever what the Braves offered Freddie. Unless that's wrong, it seems weird that he would just figure out now. Unless there's like a different offer or that's not the right number. But like that was public. Yeah, well, It was always like they offered him like 140 for five years. So here but something happened in Atlanta. Here's something a statement from Casey like Close. Out of fire. Casey Close put out a statement. This is it right here. I will not stand yeah. by as the circumstances surrounding Freddie Freeman's departure from Atlanta are mischaracterized. Since March, the Braves have fostered a narrative about the negotiations, which stated plainly is false. Part of that false narrative is go. the suggestion that I did not communicate a contract offer to the Freemans. To be clear, we communicated every offer that was made as well as every communication Excel had with the Braves organization throughout the entire process. I have a 30-year reputation in this business for integrity and honesty, and I have always operated with the utmost character. At Excel, we are privileged to represent many exemplary athletes, some of whom... What? No, keep going. This is the fucking bomb right here, though. Some of whom have chosen to spend their entire careers with one franchise. We always put the players' goals and best interests first and we'll always continue to do so. Shot fired. And here's the, here's the rebuttal to that. Shot fired. Oh, oh. Casey Close, you're still fucking fired, bro. <laughs> you're still fired. <laughs> you know, like, whatever happened, I don't know. Like, I think what Dottie tweet, like, that he never, no, never told Freddie the final offer is probably not true. But like something fucking happened or like there was some breakdown in communication. Maybe Freddie was like, okay, you take care of it. And it was like, it's in your hands. And it ended up the guy like overplayed his cars. We can, you know, wait a little longer and we can get more dude. And he gave him bad advice. And then they got Olsen. That's probably his most likely in my head. Yeah. I mean, in the end, what are you going to, are you going to get mad at Alex Anthopoulos for not revisiting the agent who obviously is Casey close here and saying, Hey, we've just been offered this deal here. We can have a trade in place and we don't, we don't need to worry about making a big commitment. So we just want to ask you one more time. This is what we're willing to do. What do you got? Like, do we believe that that happened? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I can see him being like, I, Kind of rather have Matt Olson, to be honest. And so, and so, if that happened, that's business. Yeah, and that is not that is not Freddie's agent not communicating with him. If what Freddie knew to if what Freddie knew yesterday remains the same today, but in between, Alex Anthopoulos figured out a trade. And as you said, Joey may have been like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm good here. 
this is this is good enough actually where i don't even want to talk about another year like more money like based on everything we've got in front of us here <laughs> i'm pulling this trigger yeah and i don't even need to go back and revisit with casey close and excel and maybe casey close feels like that is something that should have been done, could have been done out of respect. Like, hey, can you just let me know, like, you know, what's going on? That way we're not blindsided, you know, that way we don't see this come across the bottom line. And then I'm having to field phone calls like, like shit, like Freddie, man, I don't know what happened. I just saw it same time as you. Looks like the Braves made a move, man. And they, they went and got Matt Olson. So I, I, you know, the last offer that, that was out there was what it was. We didn't take it, and it looks like they've made their decision. Like that could be viable, right? Like, I think it all yeah, just maybe, comes down maybe. to that sixth year. Like, it, if if the Braves <clears throat> did not want to budge, and they were aware, maybe, um, like if Excel's going back to them, being like, "Hey, Freddie wants to stay here. He wants that sixth year." I got the Dodgers telling me they're willing to go six. You guys willing to go six for this guy? And if they're really that adamant about not going six, then it's like, all right, well, dollar wise, we know the Dodgers are gonna are gonna match or exceed. We don't want to go six. They are gonna go six according to Excel. And we kind of have the pieces to throw together a Matt Olson trade. So we can get a younger, potentially better first baseman here. And we're going to have more longevity with if we're able to extend this guy. It sounds like the better baseball decision is to go Matt Olson here. And we're not going to get trapped into going six years for an older player because of a uh, uh, nostalgia, or because you've always been here from a baseball standpoint. And, and I said this when it happened from a baseball standpoint, the Braves made the right decision. Um. But it sounds like between Freddie, his agent, and the Braves front office, there was not a clear line of communication because feelings were very clearly hurt. They are still hurt. People are fired. Mm -hmm. And Freddie is playing for a team that he doesn't want to play for. Yeah, and it's so yeah. obvious now. He, does, he, he would have definitely taken five years to stay with the Braves if he knew that the Matt Olson shit was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what? I'll say this: like, this is where I feel bad for Matt Olson because <laughs> it's like because it, he's not in Oakland sit, anymore, and right. he wants you know he's uh, it's the same thing going on in Oakland. He's probably no, firing his agent, even <laughs> though he got traded. But you know, <laughs> no, but I mean, is is always sitting there, and I hope it's not the case, and I don't think it is. But it, it's kind of like, all right, well, hey, I mean, I'm here, so like, was I just the plan? that fell into your lap and you're like, well, we don't want to deal with the, you know, the Freddie and the extra year and all that bullshit. So like, this is just an easier move for us to make. Like, well, no, I don't think moves of that magnitude get made like that. So I sure hope he's not feeling like left out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't me? think, I hope not, man. I would, you know, we love Miles and we gave him a big round of applause. Mm -hmm. It was like touching. And I know I missed last podcast, but I just want to say, I fucking called it. They, they cheered for Freddie, but they also booed him a little bit. They did. Yep. And people, they some did. people were like, you're fucking idiot. The fucking, uh, you know, uh, people raise Twitter fucking, you know, you don't even know real brace sense. It's just Twitter. But I was fucking right. You are right. Smartest guy in the podcast. Cried. It was tough to watch. Smartest Love guy him. on the podcast for now. That's right. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We all know the power of an MVP. They make good teams great. The folks at Gosling's Rum knows a little something about MVPs. All the most valuable fans and super fans across the world who have made the Gosling's Rum, uh, Dark and Stormy, one of the most popular cocktails on the planet. That delicious combo of smooth go Gosling's Black Seal Rum and spicy Gosling's Stormy Ginger Beer cannot be beat for a summertime cocktail. Visit goslingsrum.com to get Gosling's products delivered straight to your doorstep and get $15 off your order of Gosling's Rum. Ginger beer, dark and stormy cans using promo code DraftKings. Obviously, you have to be 21 and over only. And uh, please drink responsibly. Uh, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're going to Wrigley. We got to go see the Red Sox wax that ass.
Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. Can you um, grab a sausage? Yeah, I'll probably do some some sausage over there. Um, also, I heard um, they got a sports book. You might want to, you know, put in a bet. Yeah, I might do that. It's legal. I might do that. I'm not, I might. By the way, gonna probably drop that ten racks on the fucking Guardians to win the division. They just beat the shit out of the Twins. Back to back. Simenez twenty. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to the. Uh, shout out Andre Simenez. Uh, before we before we get out of here, I do got to shout out the Buckos. Yeah, they made My history. They sure did make history. Yeah, the first your club, sweet ass. They first did. club to have three players to have three homer games in a single month. That's right, Brian Reynolds on Padres Day. How about that? No, that was Jack Sawinski, actually, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but Brian Reynolds, Michael Perez, the latest Bucko, and Jack Sawinski, three Jacks, one ball game, all in the same month. Raise it, buckos. That's fucking banging the baseball around the yard, baby. Also, shout out O'Neill Cruz, the scariest hitter I've ever seen in my life. Besides your yeah, so um, I feel like that's you buy me the O'Neill Cruz jersey. I'll buy the parrot. You can keep the jersey from the parrot. Yeah, I saw the joke and on Twitter. It didn't make I, sense. I'm my no, upper made, body is significantly bigger than it yours. made total sense. Yeah, you wear. I get it. Women's mediums. I get it. But wear women's mediums. I'm huge. Only one of us gets to shop on the child. I'm huge. All right. We got to go. It was nice talking to you guys. We'll see you fucking. What's today? What day is it? Today's Friday. Today's Friday. Jesus Christ. All right. We'll see you Monday. We out.